0: This is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where we help you discover the best audiobook listening. For this entire month, we're celebrating the best voices in audiobooks. That is, the audiobook narrators who make the magic of our listening experiences. Audiophile Magazine honors Golden Voice as a Lifetime Achievement Award. Over the years, we've honored the legends of audiobook narration. Jim Dale, narrator of the Harry Potter audiobooks, and Frank Muller, the narrator who elevated the art of audiobook narration, with this Golden Voice accolade. Some of your favorite narrators, Scott Brick, Barbara Rosenblatt, Simon Vance, are honored with this award, and we want to introduce you to the others. Throughout this month, we're dedicating a day to each of the 30 Golden Voices. We'll kick off by introducing our five new Golden Voices, January Lavoy, Eduardo Ballerini, Bonnie Turpin, Johnny Heller, and Suzanne Torin. Let's jump right in. Hello, January. This is Robin Witten calling January Lavoie, and we're delighted to welcome you as a new Golden Voice. And I'm just delighted to talk to you a little bit.
1: I'm delighted as well. Thank you so much. I'm really, truly honored and so excited to be joining this incredibly distinguished group of folks.
0: Well, you have done so much amazing audiobook work and in so many different genres and topics and taken on so many roles. So I would just love to ask you a few questions that we can share. You know, you have been active on the stage and television. And when you started audiobooks almost 10 years ago, what really surprised you the most about finding out about the work that you're doing in audiobooks and over time?
1: I would say there were two big surprises. The first big surprise is that I never expected to become a full time narrator and make my living doing it and love it. I thought, When I auditioned for the first book, that it was just going to be sort of a one-off, you know, like a commercial that I do occasionally or an advertising campaign. I thought I was going to do (laughs) an audio book, which sounds hilarious now, but that's that's what I thought it was going to be. (laughs) 200 titles later, very grateful that that didn't end up being my first and last. And I suppose the thing that has surprised me the most in doing the work for the past decade or so is... The eloquence and passion of the people who listen to audiobooks and how kind and generous they are. And also, I have to say, the authors as well, they are so kind. And I actually had an author come see my show the other night, which happens not infrequently for the ones who live in the New York area or even other places when I work in other places. And the warmth and generosity and, and, the collaborative feeling, because I'm used to being on stage. And when I don't have an audience to react to my work, it's a very different feeling. And so when when people reach out, when people reach out on Twitter or email me, when authors respond and, and write and say, you know, listening to my own book as you read it was a, a whole different experience and I loved it. That's really, really meaningful. And um, it's been a wonderful surprise.
0: Well, that is, that's a lovely aspect of audiobooks and, you know, the, reflecting that passion that authors have about what happens with an audiobook performance and uh, certainly listeners as well. Yes. So that was another part of the a question that I wanted to ask. Can you tell us a specific anecdote about a fan or an author that has happened because of your audiobook work?
1: I've gotten a couple of uh, books because authors were avid listeners of audiobooks, and they discovered me that way. Oh. And that's really thrilling. It feels, you know, in a in a sort of interesting way, like a different kind of audition—an audition I didn't know I was giving, <laughs> uh, which is actually really nice because there's no pressure involved. That's wonderful. And you know, it was probably about six months ago I got one of the nicest letters, emails I've ever gotten from a fan. It was, uh, you know, just a sort of random weekday morning. And she wrote to me and she told me a story about um, how she had to change jobs and how she has this much longer commute now. And it was the Diviner series, which so many of my stories about fan interactions go back to that Diviner series by Libba Bray. And she said she had been listening to it and it had made this transition that she had really uh, feared making so much easier for her. And in fact, the time just flew by and she didn't think about it anymore. And then she said, I'm just writing to you because you've made so many of my days so much easier. And I hope that by telling you a nice story in a world that's really hard and complicated for so many people right now, I'm making your day better. <laughs> Lovely. And I, <laughs> I just thought that was the nicest thing. And uh, I was really, I was so grateful to her for taking the time to do that.
0: It is that's just a lovely thing that a fan has shared with you. And I think you know many people certainly probably feel that way and don't take the time to write. But how lovely, yes, that listener, sharing that with you. So let's talk about, you know you you do a lot of stage work. you're in a new show right now. when you're preparing an audiobook. Have you ever tried something really outrageous in order to get your head into the character?
1: I wouldn't say necessarily outrageous, although when I started working on the Star Wars books that I do for Penguin Random House, it's the hardest thing in the world to find clips of those, especially the old movies, because they just don't allow them to be online, like you can find other things. And so before I did the first book, that was set in the in the universe of the first three movies, when I was doing, you know, familiar characters like Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and that whole set, I sat down for four hours and watched the whole first original trilogy of movies. I was laughing and crying, and I completely forgot that I was doing any sort of research. (laughs) So then I had to go back and sort of pull out all the specific things that I was looking for, because I was just enjoying the experience of, of, you know, reliving my childhood and watching those movies again. Um, So that was sort of, you know, a a multi-hour deep dive into something that I completely forgot I was what the the task at hand was. So that was kind of fun.
0: Oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. But you got to play all the parts here too, right?
1: I have. And I'll tell you, you know, it's in Mark Thompson is a very, uh, a very tough act to follow. And I'm, I'm always extremely anxious when I have to do any of the male Star Wars voices, because I, I feel like I've, I've staked my claim to most of the women, but man, there's just nobody like Mark. So I do my best um, and, and the fans and the listeners are, are really lovely and, and very forgiving, I think. So I appreciate that.
0: Well, it is it for all the listeners, of course, everyone gets to relive through the audiobooks too. Yes. yes, It's it's really great. So that is just great. I just wanted to have a few things that we can share with your listening fans about your work. And you have such a great range of audiobooks. Do you have a genre that is a favorite?
1: You know, it's just like when I'm doing a play, generally my favorite thing is the thing I'm working on right now. I'm doing back-to-back thrillers right now, and both of them are kind of exceptional. <laughs> uh, one is for Hachette and one is for Audible, and they're wonderful. And I'm so excited about these books, and I keep talking about these books. But then when I'm doing YA, I'm, I'm so excited about that. And when I'm doing fantasy or sci-fi, I'm excited about that. And When I'm doing a particularly interesting history, you know, when I did that Eliza Hamilton, I'm generally very excited. I mean, I'm a reader. That's what I am really at heart. I'm a consumer of books. And so I can't help but get excited about whatever it is I'm focused on. Although it's a little breaking news. I've just accepted a job to be the new professor of acting at Emory University in Atlanta.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Fabulous.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to be relocating in a few months and thank goodness what we do is completely mobile and I'll be able to, uh, hopefully spend a lot more time with our friends down at Listen Up in Atlanta and continue doing as many books as possible. Yes, but uh, but I'm also going to be um, they're very eager for me to teach a course on voiceover and audio. And so I'm really excited about having the opportunity to uh, to pass on some of the, the knowledge and techniques that I've learned to some students.
0: Oh, that is lovely. And, you know, you bring that great passion for whatever the topic of the current audiobook, you know, you love the one you're with right then. Mm -hmm. And it comes through to all the fans. I'm glad. And I think that, you know, you'll probably bring that to your students as well. It's very exciting, January. Thank you.
1: I hope to. Thank you.
0: And thank you so much for helping us celebrate your new accolade as a Golden Voice. And uh, we can look forward to hearing so many more exciting audiobooks that you bring to listeners and authors and treat us all. So thank you very much.
1: I hope so. Thank you, Robin. I look forward to seeing you soon. Great. Thanks.
0: Support for Behind the Mic comes from Oasis Audio. We'll be back tomorrow with another Golden Voice narrator. All of Audiophile's Golden Voices are profiled on our website at audiofilemagazinecom goldenvoices, where you can listen to samples and find an audiography of all their audiobooks.